This is Two Blokes Talking Electric Cars with Stephen Fennec and Trevor Long, the EV podcast. Great to have your company, Trevor Long, Stephen Fennec, and uh, we are talking electric cars. Stephen, good to be back. G'day, mate. Yeah, good to see you too. And uh, some great feedback on the first episode. Thank yeah, you, everyone. Thank you. That and, was really um, positive to hear all that feedback. And and you know what? Let me be clear from the outset. Happy to hear constructive feedback yeah. as well. If uh, that could be sent directly as opposed to publicly, that's always appreciated. <laughs> um, all the good, or you mean no, all good feedback. We don't mind you sharing that on social media. Absolutely. <laughs> and on, when you're leaving reviews, uh, to the one person that left a one star because it took us a month or yeah. three for our own reasons to actually launch the show. <laughs> Bit of patience, Thank you. Mate. Be patient. Yeah, patience. Come on. Um, but we are here and we're here every week talking electric yeah. cars. And we love we love that feedback and the suggestions too. I, I enjoyed yeah. the suggestions that people want to hear about. And There's I reckon, a lot of curiosity out there. I reckon I've got at least four people now that are yep. keen to be involved in uh, in owner reviews. We've yes. got at least one Porsche driver, a BYD driver. Yep. I know a Tesla driver. So yeah, we've yep. got we've got some. Um, you can talk a, to me, mate. I was a Tesla driver. Yeah, but you're boring. <laughs> um, sometimes we want to hear from people who have a bit dynamic. Ah, oh, right. So you're saying I'm not dynamic? Are you saying? Well. Or? A little oh, bit of feedback for you, mate. On, Constructive mate. feedback. Hit me. What have you got? Um, oh, so, man. yes, uh, that'll be fun. So, so right. a owner interview. So if you're an EV owner and you've got a yep. bit of experience. And you know what? Even if you're only a fresh owner, if you're yes. new to it and stuff you has have questions. surprised you, yeah. um, concerns you, maybe we can put you at ease. Maybe we can yep. share your frustrations. Yep. Because... There are frustrations. Let's be real. We want to build a community here where people are right. helping each other. We're yep. not only us giving you advice and the latest news and driving the latest cars, yep. but we want everyone to feel involved so they can contribute to the show as they are and uh, we can maybe answer a lot of questions yeah. and uh, solve a few problems. That's the plan here on Two Bikes Talking Electric Cars. <laughs> Okay, Trevor's rocking out to the sting. There's lights, there's That's smoke. That's a long sting, eh? That's it great. Felt, it felt really <laughs> intense. It's like we're at a nightclub. Yeah. All right, well, some interesting news coming out of uh, Toyota. Right. Now, Toyota, correct me if I'm wrong, their EV roadmap, not as fast or as expansive as other brands. So is that uh, a fair statement? Fair statement. From okay. one of the biggest manufacturers of cars in right. the world, we're talking about a company that is all in on hybrid and yep. massive credit to them for being an absolute pioneer in the hybrid age with the Prius and all those kind of things. But when it comes to battery electric vehicles, as we know them, the BEVs, um, there's a bit in the elect- in the Lexus range, but yeah, Toyota, like there's yeah. one car. Some interesting, an interesting statement from the Toyota chairman and the grandson of the company founder, Akio Toyota. He says, uh, interestingly, he predicts that EVs will never pass 30% globally. So never. 30% penetration. And he qualifies that by saying that he thinks that the remaining 70% will be hybrids, mm. fuel cell electric vehicles, yep. and hydrogen uh, hydrogen engines, yes. as well as regular, as regular fuel, fuel cars fuel as well. Cars, yeah. So what do you think about that? I think it's interesting because if you look at the number, you go 30%, that's really achievable given we're, we're, we're about to crack 10% easily yeah. every year. But that's sales. You've got yeah, to remember right. that sales versus actual number of cars on the road, if we sell a min- million cars a year, and we're, I'm only talking about Australia here, he's talking globally, yeah. but in Australia... We've got a million cars a year being sold. There's probably 30 million cars on the road because there's some people with multiple cars, right? So yep. let's call it 25 million. So even if you get 10% sales, 20% sales, 30% sales, you've got to get to 100% sales of EV cars before you start to really chip away at the total number. Yeah. So he's not, he's not off the mark, but forever, 
madness. But We're w- definitely it's definitely going to push high so in know, the long term. I know that Toyota's solid in and Lexus with hybrid, yes. their hybrids, which yes. is kind of their their best version of an EV at the moment. That's right. So I can understand him leaning towards that. And a lot of customers too. I, I know of people who are thinking of an EV, but also having hybrid high on the list. Mate, I think, to be honest, I've always said that plug-in hybrids yeah. are the best option today for most people because of their price and their, 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 the way they educate you on EVs. Um, Toyota has more standard hybrids, not plug-in hybrids, and that's all great because it saves fuel. It's good at fuel efficiency. There's good economies there. But for them to not have such a big foot in the electric camp, you think about how Ford and General Motors and Volkswagen Group and all those big groups are Mercedes, BMW, are getting in in on on EVs, full production lines, all that kind of stuff. It is a bit wild. Their other thing with Toyota is they talk a lot about hydrogen, as does Hyundai. Yes, um, very big on you know developing hydrogen there was a fuel lot of cars. The Toyota yeah. Mirai was a hydrogen car, I think, um, yeah. planned, and that's all great. But I, I, it sits with me quite. You know how sometimes you have these conversations with people, especially when you're interviewing them, yep. and something burns into your brain because you know me, I'm an idiot, I forget stuff. <laughs> I was interviewing a bloke from from Hyundai years ago, like yep. two, three years ago, and he said to me that the future for vehicle transportation was broadly small petrol cars will be replaced by battery electric cars. Large petrol or diesel cars, large diesel vehicles, buses, trucks, will likely be replaced by hydrogen because it's a faster fuel, longer longer burning, all this kind of stuff. So there's a future for hydrogen as well, for sure. But I don't know that 30% is the number on battery electric. What about fuel cell electric vehicles? That's hydrogen. Hydrogen hydrogen fuel cell. Okay, right. So... But what, what about it? Are there any emissions for a hydrogen car? No. Is there no emissions? Water. Zero emissions? It emits okay. water, oh, there yeah. you go. Okay. So it's it's really, it, it's still a it's still an electric vehicle because yeah. it's producing, it's converting its hydrogen fuel cell into something that powers the electric motor. Right. It's still a liquid you're putting in your car though, isn't it? Yeah, that's basically. right. Or gas, whichever or way gas. it works. Yeah. Liquid into a gas, whatever state hydrogen is in. Correct. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not electricity though, is it? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, I think it's way too early to be to be calling the long-term future. I mean, this bloke's basically saying that in 50 years from now, he knows what the market's yeah. going to be. Well, he, I think he's talking from his company perspective. I think if you ask the boss of Mercedes-Benz and Volkswagen and all these other companies, I'd say they'd have it? a very different they response would, they to that, would. don't you think? Well, here's, here's another example of that is Porsche, right? So yep. now we've seen and driven the Porsche Taycan, beautiful yep. car. Uh, I'll never forget being at the launch of that in, in Berlin. And... This thing was beautiful. And the great thing, isn't it weird? Cars used to change their looks so regularly. Mm. Like the Commodore would change every five years, it felt like. But it feels like electric cars are designed to last longer in de- in their physical design. The Taycan looks pretty much the same as it always did originally. But they're finally, word on the street, and I'm reading this at EV Central, is that the 2024 Porsche Macan EV is very close to its reveal wow. and therefore could even be in Australia by the end of the year. Now, and that the, popular model, isn't mate, it, for the, Porsche? The Macan is a you know smallish SUV. Yeah. That thing is the Porsche that, you know, your soccer mums, right. uh, to, to coin the phrase. bread and butter. Because you're driving a Porsche, right? Hey, How good is it? Of course. And I think for Porsche to go, yeah. we've got an SUV, so we've got our sports car. Yeah. 
here's our family car that's electric. Yeah. I think that's big. Well, that's important. I think a lot of companies are now starting to fill out their range. You know, yeah. Small, medium, SUV. SUV still, don't forget, the most popular car you can buy. SUVs are still very popular. Yep. So companies who are producing electric SUVs are thinking, well, you know, this is a this is going to be a positive for us. The and people I think, are going to want this. I think the other thing that a brand like Porsche does, and you could probably talk to how Mercedes does this, is they they kind of have a better relationship with their owners. Yeah. So Porsche knows that the family that owns this Taycan, they know the family. Yeah. They know that they're driving in in a Macan. They're at their second car as a Macan. So they know that they've now had this conversion for the family with this sports car. Why not convert them with the yeah. with the SUV as well? There's got to be a path of progression there. I think they're yeah. seeing cuz cuz all these big companies and you know Audi, Mercedes-Benz, every, every car company, they don't want to sell you one car. They want to sell you five cars. Yeah. They want to. They want to have that relationship with you. They want to have that level of customer service that's going to keep you coming back. Obviously, along with the quality and performance of the car. Yeah. So in this instance, I think Porsche are really showing their hand here with uh, the electric SUV, the Macan. That's uh, the you can see the roadmap. And and just to put that in perspective, the the, the scale of this yeah. in the 2023. So last year, the calendar year, Porsche sold. 6,000, hang on, I'm just going to check on in, in year to date. Yes. In 2023, they sold 6,052 vehicles. Yep. 2,900 of them, as in 50%, were the Macan. Wow. So if they can convert just 5%, 10% of their traditional Macan audience, because the year before they sold pretty much the same number, 2,700. That's a lot. That's that's yeah. a big wow. that's a big transition for Porsche. You know, that, mate, they sold 500, just for reference, they sold 535 Taycans last year. Yeah. That's 535 that's vehicles that yeah. are worth over 160 to 200,000 plus dollars yeah. driving think, around. Uh, awesome. question, question without notice here. Do yeah. you think that our adoption of EVs is going to plan or is it going faster than we thought? I think it's on plan. I think right. I think it feels faster now because it's it's getting to that point of escalation. Yeah. But I was I was just driving just around our, my suburb here and it's like I I'm driving an MG and I saw another MG I saw a Polestar like yeah. you start to really spot them now if you know them yeah you really start to see them around now absolutely as opposed to just only seeing Teslas and BYDs yeah I'm seeing yeah. a lot more now Polestars yeah true MG4s yeah nice yeah. yeah so yeah I think yeah. I think it's on track I think some people would argue it's behind but that's yeah. just people looking for but a do you zero. think though my perception is the holdouts would be people who drive luxury cars and now yeah. the luxury cars are coming in as EVs. Yeah, BMWs. I think they're, yeah. that's sort of that, that's really I no mate, that's I pushing, think hold pushing out, it a bit further. The holdout is two big parts of the market. Utes entry, ah oh, right, and Utes. entry level. Yeah, right, okay. Utes and entry level. Okay. Big, big, big sales numbers yeah. that cannot be catered so for what's today. So what's an electric Ute that's coming out? Is the Ranger coming well, out? Well, there's no. There's plug-in Ford electric Ranger. Ranger. There's yep. plug-in BYD Ute coming out. Oh. So there's going to be some plug-in so electric hi- vehicles. Some hybrids. Yeah. With, you know, 50, 60 kilometres range. Yeah. But at least they, for a tradie working around a suburb, that's yeah. electric. Is it's a cyber truck included in the, as a Ute, no, mate? No, that won't be coming Is that here. coming to Australia? That'll think? never come here. Never? Why not? I don't think it would make Australian... I don't think it would meet Australian design <laughs> regulations. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I really don't. Really? I think it yeah. would not meet our rules, but it might. But then, it, mate, you know better than anyone. They're yeah. not going to make it in right-hand Tesla drive. don't... Yeah, they're not, they don't go out of their way for Australia. Well, right-hand drive countries no, put they, it that way. that's yeah. absolutely I know right. that firsthand. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's get on to some myth-busting and, uh, and some information for EV drivers. Now, 
It goes Whoa. on longer. One of the one of the first things, obviously, when you get an electric car, is you obviously have to. There'll be times where you need to charge publicly. Yeah. Um, so you'll need to go to a public charger, which is do your best situation. Sometimes there might be only one spot, two mm. spots, and if if they're if they're taken, you've just got to either pu- charge somewhere else or not charge at all. Mm. So what I what I've found is one thing you quickly learn is the public charging etiquette. Mm. And, and I think that this is even enforced by some charge. I know when I drove my Tesla, whenever I was supercharging, the minute I was fully charged, it would then say, right, you need to, you, yeah. you know, if you don't move within five minutes, you're going to get charged the, more that, money. That applies for non-Tesla drivers yes. at Tesla superchargers. Right. You will be charged for waiting time. So I think that, you know, once once you're done, the etiquette, the, the proper thing to do is to clear the space for someone else. The thing about this is, and this is a really big part of the transition, this is, a, this is yeah. one of the reasons we're doing this You show, need to learn. Is yeah. it's, it's a new... Yeah. thing because you there is it. let's be real there's etiquette at petrol stations yeah do you know what i mean if there's yes. five cars behind you and you're the guy at the front who's just finished at the pump you you kind of just you walk a bit faster you get things done a bit faster yeah. you don't want to be the one holding everyone up right true yeah. there is a little bit of etiquette around and in fact there's times when you'll pull away if you're going to shop or go to the toilet or buy ice or something you pull away let someone else fill go up while you go spot. and while yeah. you go and pay so it kind of exists and anyone that argues that it doesn't is mad but in, in an EV world, it's very different because, and here's the big one, Tesla's not like this, but that's Tesla superchargers, but at pretty much every other public charger, there's a big screen. So we pulled yes. into Goulburn, Goulburn on the way back from, must have been on the way back from Young, and and I was, uh, you know, wanting to charge. There's four chargers there, <clears throat> and there was they were all full. And I thought, okay. I said to Vivi, well, yeah. you know, that's life. But you know what I did? I got out and I went, Check the this bloke's at 30%. Good, fine, stay or like this bike's yep. at 90, 96%. Yeah. I'm thinking, mate, come back to your car and nick off. Yeah. Because that 4% means is, is. Can happen in a few minutes. It, yeah. No, the 4%, the last 4% takes the longest. Yeah. Because the last 10%, from 75 to, to 100%, is the second slowest part of the charge. Mm. So you really don't want to be wasting people's time at that point. And the need, frankly, if you're at ninety six percent on a highway charger, yeah, you don't need to go. You to don't 100. need yeah. the hundred. You go to ninety even. You yeah. go to eighty most of the time, yeah, and it's right. fine. So the other thing too is that you'll find that most EVs or all EVs have an app. Yeah. So if you don't have to actually no, not sit all in, EVs, but all yeah, EV chargers. All do. EV chargers have an app. So you say you're charging through ChargeFox or you know, whoever, and whether like on my car, like Mercedes has an app as well as ChargeFox. Wherever I charge, mm. I'm a member of that particular charging network. Yeah. And you can monitor your charge level from anywhere. EV so networks. Even if you're not sitting in your car, you've gone to have a coffee. Yeah. You can. It, it's proper for you to keep an eye on things to that's, make sure that okay, I'm nearly done. I better get back. That's the etiquette we're talking about, right? Yeah. It's, it's what's proper. So a great example is that Goulburn one again. It's a really crappy part of town. It's not really in the yeah. in the city. It's it's on the outskirts. But across the road is the is the Maccas, right? Right. Big Maccas. There is a cafe at the Charger, but. Yeah, it's not that great. So you go across to the Maccas, you grab a grab a burger or a shake or something, right? You can be sitting in the Maccas in air conditioning on a hot day, yeah. and you can simply open up your app, or you might get a notification from the app. I noticed, mate, one of the ones that I liked is EV Networks. Their charges send you a text when the session starts, send you a text during the session, mm. and at the end of the session, so, so Tesla that you know. Does too. Tesla sends you notifications, <coughs> so you're nearly charged. Yeah. And it tells you. I'm, I'm saying literal text messages apply. too. Yeah, like yeah. so, all right. all of the apps give you notifications. Yeah. But an actual text message that kind of, 
I think that gazumps a notification yeah. in many ways. Very good. And it's just about being alert and aware of yeah, I agree. the deficient. Let, let's be real. This is an important piece of etiquette because there's a deficiency, yes. which is there's far not too many enough. cars yeah. and not enough chargers, and yeah. we're going to have that problem for a and while. And especially during busy periods. I know people who probably drive during Christmas holidays, yeah. you see the headlines, oh, there was an hour wait for some chargers, right? But I'm finding that the, some of the charges, the charges that I use on, on journeys and even around Sydney are quite fast. Oh, like yeah, the, yeah. You can go from 20 to 80 in 20 minutes. Easy. It, it's, and by the time you've even got of out of your car yeah. and get a coffee and walk back, you're done. Yes. It's not like you can just go and have a two-hour lunch. Which which brings me to a thing we will definitely talk about in, in the future, which is essentially how much do I need to charge? Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a few weeks because I think people, again, it's a mentality shift. Etiquette, petrol station, etiquette, EV charger. Yeah. Etiquette filling up a petrol tank, most of the time you're one of two people. You're a dollar amount, so I'm putting $20 in, or I'm or filling, you're it filling up. filling her up. Right? Yep. yep. And I don't think at this point we're at a point where most people are doing dollar amount for EV, but I think most people are still think, oh, I've got to fill it up. No, you don't. No. The, mate, the number of times my car has been at 40 and 50 and 60% for days because yeah. it doesn't matter. It's all good. So and there's a mentality up, thing. You, do, you top up to, to that level, yeah. Yeah. Right. But, um, if you're on, but if you're on a road trip, of course, you need you need to have enough juice in the tank correct, to get you But home. often that's all, all. That's just about how do I get to my next stop? And the car normally tells you that too. The car or the app, if, if you do your research and you learn as you get more experienced, yes. you think, okay, I only need 80% to get home. There'd be people listening go, why do I need to have experience? Because yeah. like when I get in the car, well, the car normally tells you. I know the Tesla. No, if you put in, <laughs> you put. I know the Tesla, and so, and my my Merc too. You put it yeah. in, and no. it'll say right. Your battery level is going to be this. Ninety yeah. percent of models in the market don't tell you how yeah. much the percentage is going to be just, at just, the destination. Is was there a CarPlay update that could that told you this, or was the CarPlay update told CarPlay you where the charges were? They all do it, but yeah. see the problem is that's that's about the car also communicating with CarPlay, right. so it's not going to okay. work for everyone. Right. So, you okay. know, you do. The bottom line is. You do need some forethought in these in these kind of journeys, but yeah. the biggest thing you need to take away from this conversation is, folks, you've got to think about other people exactly, when you're yeah. when you're sitting there with your burger and yeah. your car's at seventy to treat, eighty to ninety percent. Treat 90%. people how you like to be treated. If that was you waiting, uh, then yeah, you'd want the person to clear the spot out as soon as possible. Now, the other thing that's really fascinating about electric cars that we wanted to talk about today is regenerative braking, otherwise known as um, i pedal one pedal driving. Yeah. It's got a lot of different names. The The first true example of this was the Nissan Leaf had a really good, I think they called it iPedal, and, and one pedal driving, which basically meant that you could absolutely, without question, drive anywhere and everywhere with just one foot. Accelerate, yep. and as you take your foot off the brake, and the best way I describe this to people is Scalatrix. You remember when you drive a Scalatrix, you'd be flying around, you take your finger off the trigger, yeah. the slows car stops. Down. So as soon as you take your foot off the accelerator, car slows down dramatically. That's right. It's a dramatic yeah. slowdown to a stop. Yes. There's a big, it's really important to know. If this is something you really want, not all electric cars have one pedal driving. Yeah. So it's, I would say it's probably 30% of cars have one pedal driving. 90, well, the, ones, the ones that allow you to control to adjust to to the a, level of recuperation well, no, as well. No, just ones that yeah. come to a complete stop, firstly. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say 30% allow you to come to a complete stop. Yep. Then there's ones the next 60% of cars would allow you to adjust the amount of regenerative braking. Yeah. And I think we'll talk about the EV9 in a minute. It's got yeah, that. Yeah. Um, my Cupra has a bit of that, so you can be in a different drive mode. Yeah, which my, my Merc has that. I can go strong, breaks. normal, or automatic. 
My yeah. the Cooper is just drive mode or B mode they call it. I don't know yeah, what the B I always stands put, for. I always choose strong. I'm strong always recuperation. Yeah, I'm always yeah. in 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 the recuperation mode. But my, the Cooper, for example, does not come to a complete stop. Yeah, neither it, neither does the Merc. No, so that's not one the pedal Tesla, driving. The Tesla did. The Tesla, I think, that's came right. to a stop. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's what that's how I got started with it. And I'm thinking, wow, I, I, this it it was a little jarring at first. You think yes. the sudden slowdown of the car yeah. when you take your foot off the accelerator. But then you think, okay, well, this is an advantage. I don't have to touch the brake pad. I well, don't touch the brake. And here's the thing for people that are thinking about an EV. Yeah. I actually think you need to ask these questions in the dealership or the showroom, yeah. whatever it is, before you go for a test drive. Because my wife's still not driven the Cooper, right? And when she does... <laughs> have you offered it to her, mate? Many times. Yeah. When she does... My wife's never driven any of my EVs. We, we'll get to that but in the end of this show. We'll yeah. talk about my wife and EVs. Um <laughs> When she does, I will not tell her about B mode, which is the kind of there's a bit of regenerative braking because it's vastly different to traditional driving. Yeah. I want her to have a traditional driving experience and then introduce her to those EV factors. Ah, so I actually think not a sudden introduction. Oh, uh, yes. Right. I think it can be jarring okay. in some ways. Yeah. Unless you're coming in with that knowledge. Unless you know it's there. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, right. If you're going in with that knowledge, yeah. it's not as jarring. But if you get in the car and go, whoa, what just happened there? I just yeah. took my foot off. Well, I took my phone. I've, I've explained it to my wife, I think, 50 times. She goes, yeah, I know, I know it does that. <laughs> she yeah. goes, so, you know, see when I take my foot off the brake and accelerate I'm she glad goes, she rolls she goes, her eyes when you explain goes, things yeah, 50 I know, times. I know that. You've, you've explained that to me. I Thanks, said, okay, Stephen. Just in case you didn't hear me, I don't know. Is that you apologizing for the hard braking? No. No, it wasn't Why hard. are you explaining it, was it to her Because I, I explained to her that I said, look, I'm hardly using Why the brake. Why do you I'm keep explaining this to her? I'm just going the one pedal. See, one pedal I'm talking about. But you so, still need to use the brake to come to a stop. Of course, but it does save your brake pads a fair That's right. But yeah. what I'm – so just to wrap up, what I'm saying is there's – maybe it's not 30%, but there's certainly Nissan, Tesla, and, and maybe a couple others that are genuine one pedal. You never touch the brakes if you don't want to. Yeah. And that is genuinely huge on the on the, on the, on the saving of the brake pads, yeah. which is big on service and costs as well. just to explain too, the regenerative braking, it actually your motor goes into reverse and the – power generated in that action goes back into the battery. Mm. So that helps keep your battery level up too. That's the you, whole purpose of this. Are you a person that um, looks at the graph and, and likes yeah. it to be on the on the regenerative yeah. side? Yeah. Mate, I've had enough regenerative braking in one drive where I saw the percentage increase Same. on my battery. I've charged not, at 80% not, at yeah. home, driven to the office and been at 81. Yeah. And gone, what that hasn't happened happen often. Yeah, that's, that's what just happened here? Like if it can maintain the percentage, that happens often. But increasing your battery isn't it, level. <laughs> isn't it exciting though? Like, and this is yeah. non-petrol car talk. Wow. So yeah. you go for a drive and you're like five, five, ten minutes into the drive and you're like, I'm still at 80. I've got more, yeah. I'm still, still at 80. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much Hang I left on. home with. It's like when Kramer's driving the car, you know, the, the, with zero. Yeah. See how far we can go. With. <laughs> Keep pushing. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, it's that's uh, exciting. So when you're going to look at a car, these are questions to ask. Absolutely. Ask about yes. how – so some cars, the, you know, the paddles you use to change gears, some cars have those that's where to go up and down with yeah. regenerative braking. Yep. Some of them have a drive mode, yep. which is regenerative. Some of them have a button, which you need to push yeah. to change that mode. The Tesla mode. has a control in the, in the settings. The Merc has a paddle. Yep. The, Nissan the, has a button for iPedal. And I think the Kia has a paddle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and nearly always, two things happen. It starts off in the middle, so it's on two instead of one or three. And secondly, when you restart the car for you drive tomorrow, it's not where you were yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it just goes, Don't just, you hate just that? reverts. Yeah, I know. My, my, I want my profile. I want it to go strong from the start. Yeah, I'd like to be able to say always strong. 
You yeah. should talk. I've mate. got to click on the paddle every single time. It should be set yeah. in the settings. I agree. No, I think saves. there's some feedback I'm going to give to Mercedes Benz. There it is. Yeah. It's coming. Wow. Look out. It's going to be a strongly worded email. <laughs> You're listening to two blokes talking electric cars. Well, Stephen, two very different cars yeah. in the in the garage this week. I'm driving the MG4 51 kilowatt Excite. Excite. What I, th- are you I think I drew. I drove the 64 weeks ago, hmm. but I had the Kia EV9. The is what you were saying. The biggest electric car you can buy. It's the Seven biggest. Seven seater. Yep. It's a beast. It's massive. Big car, uh, and you know what? So much room. Yeah. In that car, mate. So. Let's talk about. I want to come to the Kia because there's some things that are happening in my world that, that <laughs> made that a made that a consideration for a yep. moment. But the thing is, the MG, right? This is an affordable car. Yep. Um, it's certainly uh, at the low end of the price range, which is great. Very yep. happy for them on that. It's um, you know this is a sub forty thousand dollar car. Yep. The Excite is, should get you be under thirty nine, plus on roads. Yeah. So you're going to be a bit over 40 to, to be on roads. Now, straight up, it obviously isn't at a European car fit yeah. and finish, but it's very nice to drive. It is very normal car to drive. Like I don't yeah. feel like – I feel like some of the stuff we just talked about, I don't feel in this car. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a good thing though because – To get thing, people into the space the, like for change, sure. Change is hard for some drivers. Mm. Change is hard. That's why a lot of people stick with a brand and they yeah. like, I know what to expect. Yes. And I'm finding with people when they're looking at EVs, they're willing to look at another brand. Yes. They're, they're That's thinking, a good point. You know what I mean? They're willing to think, you know what, I might try this brand because they've got a, this EV that I like. That's so, a really you know good I mean? point. Yeah. So I think MG is appealing in that way because it's not too – bigger jump it's affordable but also it has ex- the exact same look and feel of a regular car yeah yeah with all the benefits of an ev yes but without being too much of a shift my my, my two minute review is though i think that if you were to drive this and then drive the addo 3 or dolphin from yeah. byd now the dolphin's more price equivalent but it's n- so the dolphin's smaller i would say yeah, yep. but i do think the drivability and the fit and finish of the Dolphin feel more premium. Really, it's okay. still you know, yeah, yeah. it's still not a Lexus, yeah. but it, it's I think it's more premium. Yeah, the MG I think is it's a hatchback, so mm. a five door hatchback. It is a not look. I really like the design of the car. It's mm. it's a good looking car. Something about the back of the Excite doesn't have the little spoiler on above yeah. the the rear hatch. So there's this weird ugliness to the back of the mm. hatch. I think on the Excite model, they've got some interesting colors too. I like the MG. There's there's orange, the orange and green. They're going to mm. be a green color. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I anyway. think yeah, solid. So if looking look, I, I know a few people that have bought this car as their first EV yeah. are loving it. Yes. So. I think good on MG. So then you went, you've now driven two models of the EV9. I think it was the Air, Earth, and then Air. Are yes. you in the Air now? I'm in the Air now. So that's the I'm base the model. You're yeah. in the base model yes. now. We had the Earth last last week, which is the mid range. Yeah. Um, we will have the the GT line in a bit. But what you're you're a taller guy. Yes. So which is why I was kind of excited to get you into the EV9 yeah. because it's a big car. A lot of room. It's a yeah. lot of room. And I lo- what I like about it too is that it is a big car. But it is not too high off the ground. 
Mm, you know that's I mean? true. Not, you yeah. know, like some cars, you got to take. You need like a ladder to get up to them. <laughs> this it was okay. Like my mother got into this car easily. All like, oh, right. You know, my mum picked her up. Yeah, she said, "Oh wow, this is a big car." Yeah, she, right. <laughs> she just commented about the size of the car. Have you worked out how to turn off the annoying speed alerts and things? You can turn them off, but they won't stay off. <laughs> you turn them off, but every time you, you mm. restart, you got to turn them off again. That's why I had my that's profile why. set to see if that would save them. Yeah, it did not. It didn't. Yeah, I tried the same thing. That's I got to say that was annoying. I'm going to tell even, you right even now. Even if you're three over the speed limit, it, it beeps three times, ding, 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 and then stops, and then until you go back under and then above the speed limit. Honestly, again, it's I'm a deal thinking, breaker for yeah, me. I'm not going to lie to you. I am I'm not going to lie to you. I yeah. would before I bought that car, yeah. I would say, can you tell me how this is turned yes. off, yeah. disabled? I would have said they, it my feedback be, was, look, I'm not a child. I can handle. It, I know maybe I can read a speed limit. Maybe it's like an ANCAP thing so that because it's default, they, they buy themselves an extra was, part of a star. I didn't know you were going to bring that up. I'm glad you did because yeah. it would annoy the hell out of me. I want us, no, yeah. I, let me be clear. I it want, us to, be, I want yeah. us to be brutal about these things. I know. I, and, I, and I was, I'm thinking, oh, I, I was that happy that I found out how to turn it off. And then when I started the car again, and it was back to gear again. I'm, I, I, we're, not, we're not making this a policy, but I'm, I don't need. I don't want to reach out to Ken and say, "How do I do this?" Yeah, because it it should be obvious. Yeah. I looked everywhere. It should be intuitive. It yeah. should be intuitive. If yep. I need to go to a dealership to find that out, it's not great. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, I agree. So that that was yeah. a bit frustrating to me. But otherwise, yeah. oh, the drive was great. Yeah, for for a big car, what do you get? Didn't drive wise. like a big car. What do you get? Yeah, from um, people? people are sort of trying to work it out. We're trying to say, "Geez, Polarizing. that's a big car." Yeah, a little bit. And look, I've got to say, I reckon the the shape of the car is probably not for everyone. It's mm. it's a bit. Uh, my mother and my wife and other people think they described it as a bit boxy. Yes, it's, it's, it's a, a it is. Yeah. It's a big. It's a bit no no curves. It's a bit sort of more angular. Yeah. Yep. Um, but in terms of and even parking the car, mm. like I couldn't see. You know, when you drive in and try to sit sit between the lines. Yeah. I couldn't see the lines where I was. Turn on the, I was, on the 360 I was, camera. I was looking at the camera, and yeah, it was just, a, it, it takes some adjustments. I, so I, I'm, I think the look is a, a touch too polarizing for me. Yeah. Um, but let's be real, the biggest stumbling block to that car is it's it's 100 to 120 to $140,000 car. Yeah. So the one you're in is 100 grand plus on road costs. Yeah. You know, if you've got is, that kind of budget, and I suppose that car, Seven if you've got a family, though, yeah. yeah, big car, big so, family, yeah. This is is this, this a, is this a P possible this, key carnival replacement? I was shook. I was shook. <laughs> so we've got a petrol Kia Carnival. We have three kids. It's the perfect car for us. It's genuinely the best car we've yeah. ever owned. Kenny, Kenny the Kia. Kenny the Kia. And it's leases coming up. And Already? I, yep. So I get. I haven't told quick. this story. I, I mean, we'll, we'll cover this in another show. But broadly, I went into a dealership. It's a 12-month wait for a new one. So I said to Amanda, I said, oh, I don't key, know what we're going to do. petrol key carnival. Yes. It's one year wait. She goes, so my wife said, what about that that other one you had? I said, are you talking about the EV9? She goes, yes. She said, I, I think we should do something good for the environment. I said, I bought a Cupra. Anyway, but the Which fact she that, hasn't driven yet. The fact that she considered it was wow. huge okay. to me. Wow. And it, it was like this shift. It was like, this is a mentality for Bill. I want to go electric. Yes. And this is now a possibility well, because you need a seven-seater. That's why I was telling you before, people are willing to jump brands. That's right. I know that you're staying no, within yeah, the but, brand. But that's why I reckon people are willing to make the jump. People are willing to jump brands. Think about families that yeah. are driving Prados, Land Cruisers. Yeah. Klugers, in any seven-seater ride, yep. this thing's amazing. Now, it's not the best seven-seater. It's it's pretty much like a Prado. It's got the same yeah. amount of room. It's not like a Carnival. So for me, that's why I wouldn't get it because I and need I want full 
seven seats. For the record, you can put the two seats back down yeah, in yeah. the back of it, yeah. so you got a proper. So it's a five seat with a large cargo yeah, space. Big, 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 but yeah, fit price, the golf clubs in price, which you're going to hear this a lot every week, yeah. folks. Unfortunately, a lot of the cars we drive yeah. are just too expensive. expensive. Yeah, it's a lot of money so for a you, car. If you had a look, if you had a hundred thousand dollar budget and you got a big family, what are your options though? Well, you you, have you, you're going to look EV. at a Land Cruiser. Oh, for, no, no, for well, an EV. No, for a there family. Are not many other options, no, are there? There is no option. Well, the Kia Carnival, is no electric version no, yet, is there? No, that's right. right. So This is it. This is the electric family car. Right. Very Big, expensive. And it's, it's true. It's the biggest EV you can buy at the moment. That's right. Biggest car. Yep. Wow. Oh, I mean, the, the Mercedes-Benz EQE SUV uh, is large. But I don't believe it's a seven-seater. I should check. But no, it's, not. it's not a seven-seater. No. So it's a big car. It would be an option for a family, yeah. but it's not a seven-seater. Yeah, and solid range on the car too. Had, yeah, like five, uh, yeah, yeah. It shows sometimes yeah. 570 or something, but, yeah, you know, it's, not bad. it's a 500-kilometre range car, Yeah, which is what you want even does for a road trick, trip. Does the trick. Great yeah. car yeah. from Kia. They, and nice. Uh, had CarPlay, Android Auto. I, I tried both CarPlay and Android Auto. Is it car. wireless in the base no. model? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. No wireless. Neither in the, in the MG? Model. No. Yeah, M- MG and uh, MG's got the old USB A to C connection too. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got the C Which connection. Make sure you brought well, that I bought cable. A spare with you. <laughs> cable. Yeah, I did. I did. I bought a spare cable. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what we're driving uh, this week. Uh, next week, Stephen, um, we have uh, a Mazda plug-in hybrid and uh, and then the other MG. So we got a, ah, we got a bit to get through. Very nice. Anyway, two blokes talking electric cars. Looking forward to bringing you lots of cars, lots of news, lots of information. If you've got questions, send them to us. Reach out to us via the DMs yeah, or leave you. reviews. We love to hear from you. Want to hear what you're thinking and what we can do differently. What should we include? And uh, we'll cover that all in the weeks ahead on two blokes talking electric cars. See you next week, mate. See you, mate. 